Welcome back, everyone, to the Horror Shed Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jared. We have Brian with us tonight. How you doing, sir? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Man, I am. I'm good. I'm good. It's been a yeah. long week. I'm glad the week's over. Oh, my week starts tomorrow. Oh, sorry to hear that. Mm. Hey, but let's um let's uh talk about that scream trailer. Let's talk about that scream trailer. What are your thoughts? Uh it made me more excited to go say it. It looks um I have to say, gritty. It does. Scary. It does. Um I, I think like part five, like it started to go back more into a I mean, they were all to me almost like a horror comedy, dark comedy. Yeah. And then part five kind of aside from the Billy Loomis ghost, um, it was scary, gritty. This one looks even more so. Uh, hold on, we're recording. You wanna say hi? No. You wanna be a floating head? <laughs> How's it going, lady? All right. Oh, oh, he said hi. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> and now back to our regularly scheduled programming. That's right. Scream five trailer. Yeah. So I felt it. It's. It looks. It looks good. It looks scary. Um, my thoughts, and I told you this last night. I feel it's going to be a cult. Could be. And I, I, you know, and the leader is the dirty face, ghost face. And I feel, I feel it's going to be Stu. All right. I'm calling it now. And Gail's getting killed within the first 10 minutes. I don't know, because there was a couple more scenes with her in it when they find the true the um the well of Ghostface. Yeah, maybe like maybe okay, so maybe like okay, you're right. And maybe her her death the guy in the background, whoever that is, gets killed and not her. So and that's how she escapes the, the opening death. Yeah, maybe. But let's talk about Kirby. Yeah, boy, I'm happy well, feel, Kirby's I, back. I feel I feel they brought her back because uh, Neb Campbell's not in it, or is she? S- someone on the thread said that the Ghostface Killer is Neb Campbell. That it, that's what I'm leaning towards because that would well, be the ultimate. Well, why though? Why? Why not? Fuck it. You already you already it would, ru- it would ruin the whole franchise. You already jumped the shark. Yeah, but it would still ruin the whole franchise, and I think I think it would really piss off fans. It would, and that's probably why it's not it. But it would it would make my day to just watch her pull off that mask. I'm maybe like, it's her. Maybe it's her y'all. dad. <laughs> maybe it's her could, dad. Could, could be your dad, but it's got me. Was framed got, in the first one. It's got me excited for March, man. It I really like that. Sub, I like the subway scene now with, with like all, all the, the costumes. Yeah, 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 that's cool. It was pretty cool, and. Actually, I was just on Facebook and Bloody Disgusting released a small article, but apparently Sean Cunningham, the you know creator of Friday the 13th, they're looking into remaking his one film house. You remember that? Yep. And they're also talking about making a direct sequel to the original Friday the 13th, a la Halloween 2018. Interesting concept. Well, again, they're ripping off Halloween because they stole Halloween's formula back in you know seventy nine. Yeah. But here's here's the conundrum with that. Okay. Part two to me is like the Terminator two of the Friday Thirteenth sequels. Very good, very likable cast. 
Sackhead Jason. Here's the thing. You're going to piss off fans if you go that route. I guess there's a lot of Die Hard Part 2 fans. But if you make a direct sequel, so you're telling me Alice didn't die, so they're going to bring back um, Adrian King, a la like uh, Laurie Strode. And are you going to have Sackhead? Because the newer generation doesn't like Sackhead. Yeah. The newer generation likes Hockey Master Jason. I'm a Hockey Master Jason, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I'm either or, but the Sackhead to me is even scarier, though. Yeah. It it, it was more farm-like. So Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, as I'm, you know, I'm continuing reading, I can't see it because my thing's blurred, but the the sackhead definitive retrospective on Friday thirteenth part two. Um so if they go this route, I've always and it wouldn't work though in this formula. I always said, you know, let's make a survivors, like the the final girl survivors are their stars. And the therapist says, well, to get over your PTSD, the traumatic events, you have to go back to the source. Go back to Crystal Lake. But obviously you can't do that if they go just a direct sequel to the original. And two is a direct sequel. That's why I don't understand why they do this. Right. I, I'm thinking because a lot of people are fans of Adrian King and you know, there's so there's there's a couple of stories as to why she wasn't in part two, depending on who you talk to. I gotcha. Um, and they really want you know they really wanted her for part two, but you know, on one hand she had a stalker, and then on the other hand, her agent wanted more money, and that's why that was like the story, like why they she only had like the first ten minutes of the film. I think. She definitely did have a stalker, that's for sure. But as far as the agent want more money, it's always been a debate, you know. I think she did bring it to light, and I'm, I forget what the answer was. But again, part two, out of all the sequels, part two had the the most likable cast. Yeah, you know, you you could relate with them, you know. But we'll see what happens. I know we're in a Friday Thirteenth. Uh, frenzy right now yeah a lot of, of tv show a lot of shit coming out about it yeah and then i got another cool story that i can share i talked to you earlier um i got a message from the owner of the blairstown right the owner of the manager of blairstown diner and he found in the crawl space under the diner the set of coffee mugs that were used in the original film look at that like, that's like that's like finding the the the, the Ark of the Covenant, yeah, <laughs> the, the Holy Grail. So, uh, and then twenty four hours later, I spoke with Stacy Lee, who represents a lot of the Friday Thirteenth alumni cast, and she actually did have a conversation with um, Peter Brower, I think is his name, uh, played Steve Christie in the original film, and I told her that you know she's. She's working on getting him into the convention scene. He's never been to a convention before. And he's like, he's like, I could really do well. You well, know? Yeah, bro, you could. <laughs> yeah. He's just, you know, he's older, you know, he's up there in years, probably like mid to late 70s. So, yeah. you know, and but uh she's trying to get him to go to camp. 
Okay. I wanted him. I wanted him to come to the diner, <laughs> and he's local. He's he. I believe he's in New York City. Oh, all right. So yeah. So, but um, he just has to leave the shorts in New York. They got to stay there. Nah, he can bring them. I want to <laughs> cosplay that. I got to lose about twenty pounds, and I'll cosplay that. Get some cut off jorts, and like a red bandana tied around my neck. Oh my god! <laughs> the thermal, the thermal socks, and the. And the hiking boots. There you go. Wow. <laughs> I'm good. I'm going to be over here in my haunts hat and laughing at you. There you go. But, oh, uh, yeah. So that's like really the only news that I have or I've seen. There really hasn't been anything else. I had Irene watch Halloween Ends for the first time last night. Oh, how much did she laugh at that? Uh, I mean, she watched it. She didn't she didn't like it too much um you know coming in and watching it a second time like i never i didn't hate it but i have a different appreciation for it if it wasn't like a halloween movie okay <laughs> so kind of like the poltergeist penundrum yeah yeah oh so. and we do have we have to make up for an error that terry called us out on uh uh what was that kim coates was not chibs we were thinking of a different actor. Kim Coates was Tig. Ah, Tig. We knew Chibs. who we were talking about. Chibs he, is the Irish guy. Yes, right? Chibs is the yeah. Irish guy. She so should know. She she she, know. she yelled at me as soon as she got she heard the podcast. I was like, all right, all right. We uh, we of, knew who we wanted to talk about. Yeah. Speaking of sons, they just announced Theo Razi at Monster Mania. Yeah. So and the fans are. I mean, the people. The they're so pissed off. This is a horror convention. <laughs> People can't, you know, you can't. Um, I'm just... it, it, people are babies. That's what it boils down to. Just then, then don't go. Then you don't. Have to, no one's forcing you to go to fucking Cherry Hill just because yeah. you want to collect the Monster Mania T-shirt. Doesn't mean you get a fucking say in who gets to go. Yeah, shut the fuck I, up. I want them to announce Walt Goggins and him and Kim Coates to do professional photo ops as Tig and Venus Del Flor. They should. <laughs> And then they're going to okay. bitch about Walt Goggins being there. But if you remember, House of a Thousand Corpses, he has yeah. he has every right to be there. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. They're actually remaking that. Uh, actually, in video game. Oh, yes. Wait, now, what? I, yeah, I. Um, that's the that's the first person shooter, right? House of a Thousand Corpses, right? No. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. What am I thinking of? Who was Walt Goggins in House? No, he was in Devil's Rejects, wasn't he? No, House of Thousand Corpses. He was yeah. The he was the he was the cop. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of House of the Dead. House of the Dead. Sorry. Well, if you're a House of the Dead fan, they're actually remaking that for the consoles and probably PC. Oh, that could be fun. I the, never got into that. The best game. part of that game in the arcade was the gun. Oh yeah. So I, I it'll transfer, but not as fun. Yeah. The the movie sucked though. Yeah they they were just yeah. they were just you know teeing it high and seeing what happened. Yeah, we did yeah. hit our fortieth subscriber this today. Awesome! Look at that. I so, would love to know who our subscribers are. I mean, I know it doesn't. It it'll tell us if they let their account tell you, because sometimes I'll get an email saying, "Hey, they subscribed to you." Other times, it just pops up another number. Oh, that's cool. So feel okay. free to comment, say hi. We we're yeah. just talking to you. Yeah, definitely. We would love to know who our. 40 listeners are but you know that's not that's not bad and you know that's not bad for not really promoting either we have done zero advertising yeah yeah 
Yeah. Speaking of also, um, so Grim Life Collective, uh, one of their videos popped up on my feed and <laughs> they interviewed Shelly Duvall mm-hmm. because she's in this new movie. I think it's going to be like straight to video, like a Z movie with Edward Furlong. Um, but she's got a role. I don't know how big. So we're I will actually maybe like the the first like twenty minutes of it, and Irene's like, "Who is that?" Because she's like, "I heard Popeye and olive oil, but I don't know who that is." I said, "That's olive oil." She's like, "No, it isn't." I said, "I said, oh yeah," and that's the mom from The Shining. She's like, "No, it's not." And I brought up you know uh, images of her in her younger years, and she's like, "What happened?" I said, "Mental health." Yeah, yeah, she's all fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, there's a resurgence in her, and I have a feeling there's going to be a documentary about her coming out soon because there's this girl on TikTok. Now, I came across the page, but she's the one that kind of brought Shelly Long back out into the limelight. Huh. I would love a good documentary about her. Yeah, what fucked her up. Yeah, yeah. So, but, um, yeah, so I think that's pretty much in the world of horror news i non-horror related i started watching that 90s show i was it's not bad you know um i'm really in into it more for um red and kitty you know yeah because they're more i would say they they have a bigger role in this one you see more of them the first the first episode you get the cameos by um topher grace laura pepperon um What's his name that played Kelso? I can't think of his name right now. Yeah. Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis. Uh, and then you, you come to find out that the girl that Topher's daughter is crushing on the guy is his name is Jay Kelso. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks like a young put together Ashton and Mila Kunis. That's he looks funny. like he could literally be their kid. That's so, hilarious. And the, the cast of kids. I they're not as good as the the cast from that '70s show. I real I mean, other than like the main actress and the, the kid who plays Jay Kelso, and maybe like the next door neighbor who lives in Laura Pepperon's old house and her her stepbrother, I like them. But the other kids, I really don't care for. Of course, they had to go a woke route as well. Um, but the mom of the stepbrother and sister. She she's funny, but I feel like she just watched Kate McKinnon with her trailer trash um, skit that she always does, you yeah. know, and just channeled that. But it's still funny. Not bad. We're like four episodes in so far. So it's definitely, a, you know, how was The Last of Us? I have not seen this yet. Ah, it was good. OK, it was good. Um, You know, a lot of people were bitching that. Joel and Ellie don't look like their computer counterparts. But you know what? I don't care. You have um Pedro Pasquale mm-hmm. with a southern accent. <laughs> um maybe they gave him a thicker beard. Okay. But the chemistry between him and his daughter was so good. And then obviously you know what happens to the daughter in a video game. The girl that plays Ellie's from Game of Thrones, um Lady Warm, I forget her name, what her name was, not Lady Warmont, but she came in like the last couple of episodes. She's good. 
she's okay. good. You don't see her until like three three quarters way in. It was a long first episode. It was like almost ninety minutes. Wow. So, but yeah, it it, it was good. And a lot of people were like, "Oh, this is just another ripoff of The Walking Dead." No, it's not. It has totally different. You're not zombies or taken over by like a parasite. So they're not zombies. Yeah, they eat you, but they're not dead. And there's gonna be more than just zombies. But yeah, definitely, definitely check it out. All right. Yeah. Uh, did they drop it all, or is it one a week? One a week. Yeah. I know, but you know what though? I like that because I don't go through it in one night. Yeah, that's true. You know. Yeah. I've been going through Yellowstone like I'm running out of air. Ah man, then you got 1883 and then 1923. I know. But um we'll yeah, get to Yellowstone's, that. Yellowstone's a good, good, good. Who are you a fan of right now? Like dude, Beth is amazing. I love I, she is awesome. And it's funny because she's English in real life. Yeah. So to hear her talk in her natural tongue, <laughs> but the the kudos to the writers, mm-hmm. you know, for her dialogue. And I mean, make a show about Beth, and I would just watch that. Yep. I mean, this. What season are you on? Five. Oh, so you've really. Oh yeah, we moved. Holy shit! Yeah, I mean, this woman's been through hell and back. Yep. You know, blown up, beaten up. I mean, this girl won't go down. Um, but yeah, eighteen eighty three starts out a little slow. Uh, maybe after the first episode, it gets better. Uh. But it's so confusing. Like I had to actually go on a, uh, a Google and do like the Dutton timeline <laughs> just to see who is who, right. who's the grandfather of this. But sadly, we won't get another 1883 season. I was hoping we would get at least one more. Uh, but definitely like, yeah. And you'll pick up on some things from watching 1883 and some of the things that happened in Yellowstone. You're like, oh, yeah. So. Yeah, I'll have all to right. watch all that. We'll get into that. Yeah, yeah. All right, what the hell are we doing today, sir? We are going across the pond to England. We are going across the pond. That's why the London Bridge is behind us, because I thought that'd be fucking funny. And this was recommended by a listener, and forgive me, it was either by either by Rick or Kevin okay. uh, who recommended it. I, I accidentally deleted, I cleared out my... Uh, Facebook Messenger messages. So it's either by Kevin Ellis or Rick Paulton. So whoever, which one it was, thank you for sharing this story that you wanted to hear. Yeah, and I found a good article. And we have some images too, right? Did you get some images? I got some on here, yeah. Nice, okay. This story comes to us from truecrimeedition.com, which did a lot better job than Wikipedia did. <laughs> yeah. Did you see that shit? Uh, well, I, because I deleted the messages, I couldn't. I didn't have the the article oh, that yeah. the, whoever sent it to me, which had a lot of great stuff and a lot of great images. So I got those images. Good. All right. The terrifying beast of Jersey. Uh, we're not talking New Jersey. We're talking across <laughs> the pond, Jersey. Yeah. The Islanders locked their doors, but nothing could stop the boogeyman from entering their homes. And no one would forget his mask. Let's put that mask up real quick. Jesus like a, freaking yeah. Christ. Sounds like a good intro to a, like a horror book. <laughs> it looks like a horror movie with that stupid yeah. thing. Jesus. Yeah. It looks straight out of Leatherface. It really does. Yeah. And this came out before Leatherface, too. Yeah. Yeah. 
I wonder if they haven't made a movie about. I wonder if it, 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 an England production company has made a movie about this. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know though, because I went through YouTube to see if they had like news clips. Nothing. There was just like what we're doing. Okay. The Islanders locked their doors, but nothing could stop the boogeyman. Uh, famous for its woolen trade, wool trade, and cows, Jersey is smaller than the greater London region. At only nine miles wide by five miles long, the tiny island is part of the sovereign state of the United Kingdom that sits in the channel between England and France. Its population in the 1950s was just over 30,000 inhabitants. That's pretty small. Mm -hmm. The island faced a dark and fearsome time between 1957 and 1971 when one man in the most frightening mask terrified the residents and left his mark on the island forever. He would be known as the Beast of Jersey. The terror begins. In 1957, a nurse waiting for a bus in the Monte El Abbe area of the island, dressed in a long coat and a scarf over her face. A man approached her and beat her over the head, tied a rope around her neck, and sexually assaulted her in a nearby field. She was severely injured during the attack and needed stitches. However, she was discovered and taken to the hospital where she recovered from her physical wounds. The man attacked a 20-year-old in March 1957 who was walking home from the bus stop near Trinity. He used the same method with her, pulled her into a field by her neck, and assaulted her. In July, he attacked a 31-year-old and then a 28-year-old in St. Martin's in October 1959. After the attacks, the victim gave their statement to the police, and all of them had rep repetitive themes. They all confirmed the man was around 5'6", in his mid-40s, and had a strange Irish accent they believed was fake. They also described him as musty-smelling. Police agreed the same man had attacked them all, and had be been, oh my god, become known in the press as the Beast of New Jersey. No, Beast of Jersey, not New Jersey. <laughs> Jesus, see, I'm fucking up. I knew I was going to do yeah, that tonight. You too. have your coffee. Yeah, let me let me take a sip real quick here. What? So the basically, fuck? we got we got a George Costanza size killer on the loose. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Gary, <laughs> home invasion. In 1960, he changed his attack pattern and began breaking into houses and assaulting people in their homes instead of on the streets. No one was safe. On the 14th of February, the Beast of Jersey climbed through the window of a house and into an upstairs bedroom. The boy whose room he entered was only 12 years old. When he woke up, he saw the man in a mask standing at the foot of his bed, holding a torch to his face, blinding him. So I guess he means like a lantern? Yeah, yeah. The man placed a rope around the boy's neck and dragged him outside to a field where he raped him. When the assault was over, the man led the boy back to his house and disappeared. Wow. Well, at least he was a gentleman. He brought him home. <laughs> that Okay, so, yeah, that's scary. That's fucking weird. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, those, the, Eng the Englanders are known for their manners. Yeah, so, that's true. You know, true. Surprised he didn't make him a cup of tea, you know, and I know I'm only joking, but still. When in this day and age, you don't I mean, the boy is lucky to come back home. I mean, it's yeah, horrible what happened, but he brought him back home in today's day and age. That doesn't no, that doesn't happen. And he didn't bring the women home. No. 
In March, a woman walking to a bus stop in St. Berlade stopped to speak to a man who had stopped his car and offered her a lift. He said he was a doctor who was on his way to pick up his wife. The woman accepted the ride and got in the rover, and the two drove off. When she turned to speak to the man, she realized that he was wearing a big overcoat, hat, and gloves. She couldn't see his face, and when she understood the mistake she's made, he had already driven them to a secluded part of the island. He beat the woman, punching her hard in the face and tied her hands behind her back, then led her out of the car into a field. This guy loves fields. Mm -hmm. Once he had finished sexually assaulting her, he led her back to the car, and the pair drove off. Realizing that this was her chance to escape, the woman jumped off of the moving out of the moving vehicle and began to scream. Panicked by the noise, the man sped away and was never tracked down. Later that month, a 43-year-old woman and her 14-year-old daughter were asleep in their cottage in a remote part of the island in St. Martin's. The mother was awoken after midnight to the phone ringing downstairs. She got out of bed to answer it, but there was silence on the other end followed by a click and the dial tone. Assuming it was the wrong number, she went back to bed. A while later, she was awoken again by a noise. She went back down the stairs to investigate the strange sound, turning on the lights to see better. When she reached the bottom step, the lights went out, and she realized she was not alone. There was someone in the living room, so she picked up the phone to call the local police, but the line was dead. The phone line had been cut. Hmm. The figure in the living room ran at the woman, demanding her money and threatening to kill her. In the struggle, her daughter awoke to hear the noise and went to see what was going on. And seeing the young girl, the man let go of the woman and lunged up the stairs to the daughter. The woman, now free, ran to her neighbor's home and brought them back to the cottage to catch the intruder. But when they arrived, they found the daughter alone. She had been tied up and raped, but she was still alive. I'm not leaving my daughter upstairs yeah. with this fucking yeah. guy. Yep. If anything, you should have had the daughter run out the house, you know, and go to the nearest neighbors. For real, that, that was no. All right. In April, a 14-year-old girl was awoken by a man in her bedroom, watching her as she slept. She began to scream in the hopes of waking her sleeping parents. It worked, and the man fled. In July of the same year, an 8-year-old boy was kidnapped from his home. He had a rope tied around his neck and was led into a nearby field where he was raped. Mm. After the assault, he was taken back to his home and delivered right to his doorstep. This would be the last assault of the year. So... Has there been, like, a bisexual serial killer? I'm sure there has. It's just, like, it's just, like, escaping my mind right now if there's anyone, like, famous. I mean, usually, like, I mean, we've only known of gay serial killers like uh, John Wayne Gacy. Um, Dahmer. Dahmer. And then straight would be Bundy. Bundy. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I can't. Uh, well, I, you know what? He doesn't look it, but I bet you, I mean, I don't know, but I bet you, um, Richard Ramirez was probably, I think he was bi. Probably. Yeah. I mean, he just killed. I don't think he raped. No, he, 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 he raped women. He raped women. Okay. 
Yeah, and then like the BTK killer was straight because you know he was married. Yep, and um, only went after really women. Yeah, this is. I weird. mean, the only spree killer that I knew. I mean, we had spree killers like Andrew. Was it Andrew Kananen? Was that his name that killed? Um, uh, what's his name? Not Gucci. Um, oh, late nineties. The designer. I forget who he killed. Remember Versace? That? Versace. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, I mean, well, here we got, we got different things though. We have a bi, uh, bisexual pedophile. Yeah. You know, because he's guys, leaving the mom to go attack the daughter. Yeah. So he obviously likes a 12 year old kid. So, um, and then yeah, he's so, bringing the boys back, but leaving the girl. That's just, oh, I mean, that's interesting in itself. Yeah. That's, it's weird. Yeah. Investigators realized that the Beast of Jersey had to be a resident of the island due to the frequency of the attacks. Oh, good job, guys. They began to interview... <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. They believe they began to interview every man who had a criminal record, but none of them fit the description the victims made. Officers also requested fingerprints from all the adult males on the island. They had a right to refuse, and 13 of them did. One of them was the masked man. A break in the case. Jersey police arrested Alphonse Lee Gestaloyas for the attacks and rapes. He was known as a strange fisherman who lived on the island. The police were grasping at straws, and any eccentric characters needed to be looked into. He was released after 14 hours of questioning due to the lack of evidence, but the damage was done. His name had been given to the press, and his picture was all over the local news. After an angry mom burned down his house, hmm. Alphonse was forced to flee to Icarus, a group of islands northeast of Jersey. He died in 2012 at the age of 97. Wow. In February 1961, the attacks began again, but this time, the Beast of Jersey's pattern changed, and instead of attacking different generations, he targeted children solely, and by April, three young children had been taken from their homes and attacked. So he's like a Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Outside help. By this point, the local police were at a loss. No shit. Mm. They didn't know what to do next, so they called in Scotland Yard to help with the investigation. And I just I think of like the the, the police, like the the the, the hats, yeah, you know, fucking <laughs> the uh, bodies. Uh, Sherlock Holmes. He Sherlock was Holmes, yeah. Scotland Yard, right? Yeah. <laughs> Scotland Yard told residents they needed to start looking out for each other and set up neighborhood watches to keep each other safe. They also created a profile of the attacker from the descriptions made by the victims. 40 to 45 year olds and approximately 5 foot 6 in height with a medium build. He knew the island well, especially the east coast. He had a mustache but covered his face, either with a scarf or a mask during the attacks. He wore a long, dark, musty coat a hat, and a pair of gloves. He entered homes through bedroom windows using the moon as a light between 10 p.m. and 3 a.m. Mm. and carried a torch. So I was right. It was the... Yeah. It's weird that he... Okay, because we're not like... It's not like the early 1900s into the 1920s. They had flashlights by then. Yeah. He's using a like a gas-oiled... Yeah. You know, torch. That's so odd. He's got to be a fisherman or a lighthouse keeper. <laughs> yeah. But he's in but he's like on the mainland now. This is like it's not it's an island. It's right? an island, yeah. Okay. Very yeah, small so, island. Okay. 
Despite the profile, investigators hit dead end after dead end, and eventually the attack stopped for a few years. Two years later, in April of 1963, a nine-year-old boy was the next victim of the masked man. He was taken from his home to a field with a rope around his neck and sodomized. Mm. As before with other victims, he was brought home again after the attack. That's so weird that he brings him back. Yeah. I mean, it's good, but just. I wonder if he does it in a way. I think to, he's got like, the, what do they call that? The post nut clarity. Maybe he what? feels bad after. You never heard of that? Uh, n- no, it could be that. Or I was thinking like, it's a like mocking the, the parents. Like could I could be. take your kid anytime, but maybe, you know, maybe like you're, I never heard that terminology before. Yeah. It's a uh, post ejaculate clarity. Like, you, you know, you're at the bar, but you, you know, use the bathroom for other things and you're uh, thinking okay. f- clear afterwards. Gotcha. So okay. maybe he, you know, feels like shit afterwards and then brings him yeah. back. Yeah. Maybe who, who could tell what these fucking wackos. Yeah. In November, The same happened to an 11-year-old boy. In 1964, during July and August, a 10-year-old girl and boy of the same age were attacked in their homes, too. Were they... they... Okay. I wonder if they were twins or separate occasions. Nah, one was 11. uh, Nah, this was at a different place. Okay. This was six months after. Oh, okay, gotcha. An 11-year-old boy and a 10-year-old girl. And a boy of the same age. That 10 year old girl and boy the same age were attacked. Yeah. So, three kids. Yeah. For the next two years, the Beast of Jersey stayed in the shadows and life went on as usual. Finally, neighborhoods began to calm their self policing and it appeared the attacks were over. I am surprised there weren't mobs patrolling. Right. It's nine by six. You can take care of the island on a fucking night. Yeah. Can we look in your fucking house real quick? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. The letter. In 1966, the police received a letter from the Beast of Jersey. And they quote, My dear sir, I think that is just the time to tell you that you are just wasting your time. As every time I have done what I always intended to do, and remember it will not stop at this, but I will be fair to you and give you a chance. I have never had much out of this life, but I intend to get everything I can now. I have always wanted to do the perfect crime. I have done this. But this time, let the moon shine very bright in September. Very bright in September, because this time it must be perfect. Not one, but two. I am not a maniac by a long shot, but I like to play with you people. You will hear from me before September, and I will give you all the clues. Just to see if you can catch me. Yours very sincerely. Wait and see. That's mm. a creepy fucking letter. Mm-hmm. In August, a 15-year-old girl was bought brutally assaulted in her home, but the attacks were different this time. The girl's body was covered in long scratches that were perfectly dispersed in parallel lines. After this attack, there were no more incidents for four years. Mm. In August of 1970, the beast returned. A 14-year-old boy awoke from a sleep in the Valley D's Valk's home to a torch shining in his face. Again, 
He was attacked as the others were, but this time, when he was being led back to the house, the masked man spoke to him. He told the boy to stay quiet, because if you don't, someone will harm your mother and father. Makes you wonder, was this person in jail for four years? You know? Could be. Yeah. When the boy's parents found him, he was disheveled and upset, but wouldn't speak of what had happened to him. Eventually, he told them and was taken to a hospital where an examination showed that he too had the scratches down his torso that had covered the girl four years earlier. In addition, the boy told police the man had spiky black hair and was wearing a frightening mask. We'll take a look at that mask again. I don't know if it's up. Let me move that real quick. There's the mask. Yeah, that's that's horrifying. Yeah. Capture. On the 10th of July, 1970, two officers cruised around the island on their regular night patrol. It was almost midnight when they stopped at a red light in the St. Heller district when a Morris car ran the stoplight. The officer chased the driver, who was trying desperately to get away from them. Unfortunately, he drove on the wrong side of the road and up embankments and on the footpaths, but eventually crashed into a hedge and finally stopped in a, potato, in a tomato field. When he got out of the car, he began to run, as did the officers chasing him. He was eventually tackled to the ground and arrested. On the ride to police headquarters, officers noticed a musty smell coming from the man, and when they were finally under the bright strip lighting of the station, they saw the man's appearance for the first time. Alright. He was wearing a long, dark coat with inch-long nails and screws sticking out of the collar. We have mm. a picture of that now. That's so crazy. Yeah. Cuffs and shoulders. These were what made the marks on the young girl and boy. When they emptied the man's pockets, they found a black torch with tape covering the majority of the glass. So only a pinprick of light would shine through. Two pieces of cord were used for tying up his victims, a wool cap, and duct tape. They also found a spiky black wig and the mask he had used to terrify his victims. The man... I want to say it's Paisnell, or what do you think that is? Edward Paisnell? Uh, let me see. Uh, Edward, yeah, Paisnell. Paisnell, yeah. okay. Edward Paisnell was the man. Here's a picture of him right here. Horrifying. Creepy looking dude. Born in 1925, 46-year-old Edward Paisnell was a family man with a wife and child. So there's them as a happy family. He worked in construction and came from a wealthy family. He didn't have a criminal record, but was imprisoned for a month during World War II by German officers when he stole food for starving families. He played Santa Claus at the children's foster home that his wife worked at, and the kids called him Uncle Ted. But Edward Paisnell had another side to him, including a low sex drive and at least one mistress. However, his wife never suspected anything, and their marriage appeared to be normal. When questioning about the outfit he was wearing and why he was speeding, he told investigators that he was going to an orgy and didn't want to be recognized. As for the nails, he said he added those in case he was attacked by someone who knew martial arts. Oh. <laughs> he refused to talk about the mask and the wig, which had been worn that night, judging by the marks on his face. 
Paisnell was remanded in custody and officers were sent to search his home. Once in the house, they found a secret locked room inside his bedroom. It smelled of must, and they found old clothing and old handmade wigs complete with matching fake eyebrows. They discovered a camera and photographs of houses across the island. Investigators believed that he had been planning his attacks for years and had many more lined up. When they asked Paisnell about the photographs, he told them he chose his victims year he chose his victims years before the crime. Oh. He knew specific details about the families and their homes and knew which window to climb through on the night of the assaults. So he okay, so so he was watching them for years, so that means you know, in case of like the eight year old boy or a ten year old boy. Maybe he they, waited till a certain age. That's yeah, it's disgusting. It is. This also they also found a shrine to Satan which included mm. an altar, a sword, and an extensive collection of books about black magic and the occult. Hmm. On the 29th of November, 1971, it took a jury 38 minutes to find him guilty of 13 counts of rape, indecent assault, and sodomy against six of, the, six of his victims. He was sentenced to 30 years in Winchester Prison in the UK, but was released in 1991 after 20 years served for good behavior. He tried to move back to Jersey, but due to the reign of terror he held for so many years, he wasn't welcome. And instead, he moved to the Isle of Wight. He died three years later from a heart attack in 1994. In 2007, a child abuse investigator investigation named Operation Rectangle began, which saw many children in foster care on the island abused for years. In 2008, during a search of Hotel La Garne, a home that housed up to 60 children at the time, officers found 65 milk teeth in the basement, many belonging to older children who would have already shed them. That's weird. I don't know what that has to do with this guy, but okay. Yeah, what the hell are milk teeth? I guess what, when you lose your tooth? That's what I'm guessing. Maybe that's the British term. Yeah. So we have a tooth fairy. Oh, okay. They also found shackles under the dirt, which were attached to the walls. Children were abused by staff, and for a long time, it was believed that Edward Paisnell was part of the conspiracy due to his involvement in the foster care system. Police have since confirmed that he wasn't part of the inquiry. Though he was only charged for 13 counts, he's believed that he assaulted many, many more people than that who came forward. So, a serial rapist. Very bad dude. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Look at this pussy. <laughs> oh, so. Crazy story. Yeah, definitely. And again, thanks to either Kevin or, or uh, Rick for... I think it was Kevin. My money's on Kevin. So, for sharing it, because we never heard of it. And I think... I mean, the story is sickening as it is. That mask will give you nightmares. Yeah, I mean, it 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 it's it's fucking scarier than the Texas Chainsaw mask. It really yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but good, awesome, awesome stuff there. I think we should do some more, like uh, you know, because we know a lot of American serial killers, but I'm sure there's a lot of European serial killers that we've never heard of. I'm sure. I mean, the I mean, the only one that everyone knows of is Jack the Ripper. Yeah, but that's such a good story. It is a good story. <laughs> it is. And then I wish, I wish, like that's like one story I want solved. 
Who never gonna happen. Ripper. Never gonna happen. Never gonna happen. Although I did read a story that supposedly his cane was found. I had to find the, the article and the the handle of the cane. Yeah. Isn't like a, an engraving of a man's face, and they're saying that's Jack the Ripper. Like I don't know how this cane was found. I'll have to go find the article and send it to you. Yeah, find that for me. I'm, I'm yeah. interested. I mean, I mean, the closest we got to a good Jack Ripper movie was from Hell. Yes, I love yeah. that movie. That was that was a good one. Such a good like, movie. That 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 story interests me. The Black Dahlia story yes. interests me. Even more so that the retired detective out of L.A. says his dad was the the killer of the Black Dahlia. You know that story? Nope. Really? Um, yeah, uh, George. Okay, so there was a doctor that, you know, he was real famous in L.A. And I think he's also the kind of doctor that did, like, backyard of oh yeah 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 i heard that. um hummel hummel yep um but the 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 son of him wrote two books the black dahlia crusader or something like that um we did get a black dahlia movie but i really didn't care for it too much i never moment. saw it actually and it was it was in the vein of like from hell where i mean well from hell was based off a graphic novel yeah uh this one, it was sort of like that, and I believe they used the whole doctor story esque, you know. But ah, man, that's just like that's just a case that it's fascinating, you know. It's unsolved, yeah. and just the way he did everything. And actually, was that? Elliot Ness, I think Elliot Ness worked on that case too. Oh, did he? Um, yeah, I think that was him or something similar. And that was like his final case before he retired. And so if it was like a similar case, it went unsolved as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, good stuff there. Um, but yeah, I think we should do, uh, you know, some more, find some more European killers. You know, another good story also is H.H. Holmes. That is a good story. And I'm waiting for this Martin Scorsese movie. Supposedly he's in it's been on the back burner. Three years now, I think. It's close yeah, to three years. I think there's a TV series. I think Keanu Reeves is in it, but I know Leonardo DiCaprio was attached at one point. I think he would play a good H.H. Holmes. He's because he, you know, in my opinion, Leonardo DiCaprio is like a fine wine. He's aged really good to where he can pull off that Victorian, not even Victorian era, turn of the century look. Yeah. You know? Uh, I mean, anytime him Martin Scorsese team up, I I enjoy it's worked. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like one of my favorite films ever was uh, the 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 Departed. Say Junior. Yeah, for real. Departed was awesome. I wish we got a sequel though. Yes, me too. Yeah, and and center around Mark Wahlberg's character. Oh my <laughs> that was such a great movie, though. Like you felt bad for Leonardo DiCaprio. He did. He went through. He did. And I think it was like Jack Nicholson's last role, too. Like I think after that, he just stopped acting. And he was so and fucking great in that movie. He was playing the Woody Bulger. The Woody Bulger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we need more of that. I need more yeah. gang movies out of Scorsese. I don't think he's done yet. No, not at all. 
you know, we haven't had a good gang movie in a while, I don't think. No, the last one I think I really liked was, and a lot of people didn't. I liked The Irishman. It's not true, but I liked it. Yeah, it's another one of those what if type yeah. movies, yeah. you know? Like, that's another, that's another story we're never going to know. Oh, like we her. know it. It's just, you're never going to prove it. Yeah, yeah. The Jersey and Detroit mob took out him. That's all there yeah. is to know. Yeah. He's somewhere wet. You're never finding a body. Yeah. Makes you, makes you, it just makes you, like, wonder. And, and another murder that always puzzled me was Bob Crane murder Bob Crane. from Hogan's Heroes. They made a movie about him called Autofocus. No. Oh. He was killed by his friend John. Well, supposedly by his friend John Carpenter. Ah, uh, no, not the director. Um, if you remember Hogan's Heroes, no. Okay, well, you're younger than me, but I used to watch yeah. the reruns. Hogan's Heroes was actually created by the producer of The Godfather. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah. So Bob Crane, the main star, was like a sexaholic, and he would videotape. He was known like, like. Like this came out afterwards, but like he was a sex fiend and would videotape everything, you know, all his sexcapades. And he, I forget how it happened, but he was at a motel room and I don't know if he was supposed to meet up with someone, but he was found murdered in the hotel room. And for the longest time, it was supposedly done by John Carpenter, who was his friend, who I think William Defoe might have played him in the movie Autofocus. Greg Kinnear played Bob Crane. Uh, but he went on trial and was um, exonerated or whatever. But it was not one of those Hollywood murder mysteries like uh, George Reeves. Yeah, you know, there's a he committed suicide, but the way everything turned out, there's no way he could have shot himself in the head. And oh, just like Kirk Cobain used his toe to shoot himself in the face with a shotgun. Is that what, is that what they say? His toe? It was a shotgun. How else do you kill yourself with one? You can't fucking do this. Right, I never heard the toe. That's the only way you could pull it off. Uh, yeah, I think Courtney Love. Oh, she fucking killed him. Yeah, in one of those heroin rages, and she's such a piece. It makes you wonder what the music scene would have been like if he had lived. Like, I I wasn't a huge fan, but you know what? I wasn't at the time, but I listen to it now. But man, nineteen ninety two, ninety three, Nirvana was everywhere. They were the start of the grunge. People were coming so. to the school crying and shit. I'm like, grow up. Oh, I, re- I remember watching Channel One News. You remember Channel One News? Yeah. The girls in my class were just like crying. I guess it's like, I guess it was like the way I can compare it to it was like when JFK was assassinated. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but I'm like, he's just a musician. Like he's not John Lennon. I know. Like, <laughs> just let's calm down. He's had a couple of good songs. Let's relax. Yeah. But it kind of makes you wonder because he was a pioneer in that genre. And it just makes you wonder. I don't know. I've I always, think the genre would have faded out just when it faded out either way. Yeah, but, you know, you think about all the greats that died before their time. Janis Joplin. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Plus, Hendrix. not to say if she didn't kill him, he would probably kill himself. Yeah. Easily heroin overdose. Yeah. 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 Stay in school. Say no. That's right. Say no to drugs. <laughs> My son bought a hoodie online. It's the Pornhub logo, but it says "Stay sober." Nice. I'm like, just don't wear it to school. He's like, why? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Just don't put yourself they, in that. You'll position. get in trouble because it it's looks the Pornhub like logo. Yeah. I got. I remember in 
sophomore year of high school, I got in trouble. Do you remember the uh, naked sports t-shirts? Yeah. I wore barely naked darts or something. I forget the name of the company, but it was aim it, fire it, admire it. (laughs) I got sent to the principal's office. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm like, they're talking about darts. All right, so yeah, man. Uh, any ideas for the next episode? Do we want to return to Friday? Um, well, actually, so I mean, talk nightmare. Um, I think we're going to maybe possibly do two interviews, okay, and then we'll return to the nightmare, and then I'll I'll talk to you off air about the interviews. Sounds good. Okay, but great job, Jared. You know, you know which one I've been thinking about that I've been wanting to cover for a while is the Ketty murders. Ketty. It was the inspiration for the strangers. Yes, 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 yes. That's, yes, that's yes, a good yes, story yes. as well. Because you were home. Yeah, and they're rebooting that franchise. Yeah, they've again. already finished filming. Yeah. So. You know what we do need to get into though. What's that? The horror movie nobody talks about, but it's amazing. What's that? Poltergeist. Everyone yeah. forgets about Poltergeist. Yeah, and like everyone, like it was like the biggest secret that Steven Spielberg directed it, not Toby Hooper. Right. <laughs> you know, I just listened to, what was that? Do you know why to? Steven Spielberg made that movie? Um, I, I think so. Why? Cause he wanted to shoot a scene where a person and a ghost kiss. When did a person, and a ghost they did it. That's the funny part. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the only the only ghost movie I know of that is uh, Ghostbusters. <laughs> no, I was listening to a podcast. It was probably been the Star Wars podcast. It was like behind the scenes of making a movies. Like they did okay. one for Exorcist, Psycho, Star Wars, and they did one for Jaws. So they were talking about Steven, and he's like, "Yeah, he wanted to make a movie where the scene that had a ghost kiss a person." And he goes, that's when he made Poltergeist. So the guy's like, but no one kissed it. He's like, exactly. <laughs> you don't know how many movies are made for one fucking scene that doesn't even happen. <laughs> what do you think is creepier? The clown from Poltergeist 1. Okay. Or the tequila worm from Poltergeist 2. Tequila worm. Yeah. Hands down the fucking tequila worm. <laughs> when he starts throwing it up. Oh, and that's man. another one where it's rare, but the sequel's better than the original. Do you think so? I do. The, the Kane character is well, what yeah, really killed yeah. it. Yeah, but let's say Kane wasn't. Say you had Part Three Kane in it, though. Yeah, Remember the god awful Part Three Kane. Yeah, horrible. But I mean, Part Two in that scene where he's with his followers and they're, you know, yeah. the end of, he's having such, like the, the flash. Yes, that's a yes. creepy fucking scene, man. Yeah. Well, when he's singing, God is uh huh. Yeah. Holy in the God. rain, oh. it's like sunny, but it's raining over him, and then yeah. he gets to the door. Oh, oh. Or when he when he first sees um, what was her name? Heather? Heather? No, what was Carol Ann? Carol Ann. Are you lost, little girl? Yeah. Like yeah, smelling I, her, I'm like. I, I love the memes with Kane, and it's like this is how the fifty year old guys look hitting on the twenty year old girls. <laughs> yeah, that you know, I I would have to say like I like part two better than part one. Yeah, but I don't know, like I never would think what's the superior movie. You know, I mean, it's I mean, tough. there's a. It's, it is tough because I remember Porter Guys 2 was always on HBO growing up. Yeah. 
And there was three scenes that always freaked me out. The tequila worm. Yep. The when he's brushing his teeth and the braces come alive. Yes. And then the chainsaw scene in the garage when they're trying to get in the car. Yeah, all the yeah. shit go. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. but one has the dude's face melting off. Yeah. Like he's picking and at that. It was scat. a PG movie. Too. I know. And it's just like he's just digging at his face, yeah. ripping it off. I'm like, oh my Such god. A good use of practical magic. Yes. Then, yeah. Yeah. But uh and then you of course you know you the the the, the best line out of the whole movie. You move the tombstones, but not the bodies. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how often. It's probably a lot. Yeah, we just don't because it, it it think of all the work it would take. Yeah, especially if it's Native Americans, because then you got to bring in whatever tribe they were. They got to yeah. hunt for relics, so it slows you all down. Yeah, yeah, it's and even just like the curse, the Exorcist curse. You know, like all the people that died making it. Uh, what was her name? Um. Ah, uh, I did a special on her. Done, Dominique Dunn. Dominique Dunn murdered by yeah. her boyfriend. Yeah, Heather O'Rourke, and um, misdiagnosed. Yeah, that's how she died. That sucks. Then yeah. the kid too, right? Something happened no. with the kid. No, he's still alive. He's no, still I didn't think he died, but something happened to him. I think it was oh, like a I car accident. Oh, really? And then um, they always Will... said the mom died, but she didn't. She's alive no. and well. Yeah. Well, Samson like got cancer. Cancer. Lung cancer. And never smoked. Yeah, so, and then yeah, well, um, Kane died of natural causes because he was like... He was dying when they made the movie. Yeah. He had cancer while he was making the movie, and he didn't want to... And that's why he looked so gaunt. Yeah, and then you got yeah. Coach. I, I fucking love that, man. <laughs> yeah, he's... He, he's he's Yeah, I, he's on Young Sheldon right now. And he's, oh, is uh, he? Yeah, he's he had a recurring... He was a regular, but then... Um, the grandma broke up with him, so he he's sporadic, but uh, uh, he's dating Annie Potts. So, that's but still, the the dude hasn't stopped working since like the seventies. He's no. been in like everything in every decade. Yeah, yeah, but Coach, that TV show was like the shit when dude, it was on. It was so funny, Dauber, Dauber, <laughs> the old dude. What was that Jerry uh, Lee Lewis? No, no, it was uh, Fred Van Dyke. Fred Van Dyke, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you see uh, Blavitt died? Who? Uh, Joey Blavitt. He did all those uh, Jerry Blavitt. He did all those Atlantic City shows forever. Oh, the DJ. Brought to you right? by Jerry Blavitt. Yeah. yeah the dude lived to be 170, I think. Yeah, I saw that. He died today or yesterday. Yeah, today. Yeah. I couldn't A lot believe of people it. People dying this week. You had David Crosby. Yes. 2022 is not off to a good start. Oh, man. We're losing some people. Yeah. You know, the, I'm fighting, like, eventually we're going to lose Clint. Yeah. <laughs> he's up there. Yeah. I he's say, still fucking directing, too. The guy can hardly talk and move. At I this know. point, it's like, give it up, Clint. We love you, but you need to just focus on you. Yeah. Enjoy your life. Yeah. Um, and you think about it, like, yeah, Clint... Freaking Stallone's like almost 80. I know. Oh, and I finally watched that episode. The season? Which yeah. one? The season, the season finale? finale? Yeah. yeah that's uh, good. Wasn't that it? bitch. Yeah. Ugh. Well, even even the episode before where, um, no, the, no, that was the season finale where the gang came after him. When he killed the. the oh, the yeah. Oh. Oh, the fake chibs? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the ball. We know he looks like he looks like ja uh, Irish Jackie Earl Haley. He does. He does. <laughs> That's who he kept reminding me of. 
Um, yeah, so after watching that, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get on my uh, Stallone kick, and let me revisit the Rocky series. Oh, you can't go wrong with Rocky. Nah, so I just finished part three yesterday. Good movie. Good and movie. That, I mean, part three wasn't that great. The best scene in the movie was his final scene with Mickey. Yeah. That but, was but like... three had a lot of good scenes, like the Apollo He's oh, with oh yeah, the eye of the tiger. Yeah, I mean, he's trained. Man, that movie couldn't get played today with Paulie's comments. Oh. He's like, <laughs> we won't even say that on air. No, oh my I God. was like, holy shit, Paulie. Like, I was fucking not have a filter. And, you know, Paulie should be. He's the villain in part four, not Drago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, for but real. The only thing I didn't like. Okay, so. With the Rocky, I know this is not horror, but don't get first, over it. They know we the, talk about whatever. The, the first two were so down to earth. Rocky's just a good hometown boy. Yep. But then once he gets that bell from Apollo, yeah, I'm gonna buy my mansion in Bel Air. You know. Yeah, but why not? <laughs> He's been rock bottom his whole life. If you can take advantage, take advantage. Shit. He had the feathered hair. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking people's champ. It's the yeah. people's jam. But in part two, man, he got that 37 after clearing that 150 and he went to town. He bought the Camaro ah. and the Rolexes. <laughs> we'll buy a watch for Polly. <laughs> but then, you know, in part three, just the opening of the Eye of the Tiger and the yeah. montage, you know. And, but poor Rocky, he didn't know he was fighting chumps. Yeah, so. he had no idea. He thought he was winning. Yeah. Clubber, uh, Prove them right too. Yeah. Yeah. So now have you watched the Creed series? Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you like them? Do you enjoy I do. I, yeah. I like him a lot. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's good. I've I've been watching him since Friday Night Lights. I've never seen the the show. Oh, you would like so. that show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't know that's where he got to start from. I don't know if it's where he started, but I've seen him in it. Okay. And then um yeah, he's <laughs> Creed three comes out in I think in March, I think. Yeah, soon. So I wonder if they're going to, is it going to be the Sun and Clubber Lang? <laughs> no, I think it's a boy that did time for him or something like that. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. And he was like a boxing king or whatever. Yeah, he was a boxing legend before he went away. And then, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah we got to bring, maybe he's going to be the Clubber Lang ish. Maybe he's going to take his belt from him. And then he's got to get his eye to Tiger. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't got that look, Brock. I'm dreading watching part five, though. It's tough, but it's still... The end fight was still fun. The Yeah, I like the street fight. Yeah. You know, I, and then the Don King ah. wannabe. <laughs> you touch me, I sue. <laughs> sue me for what? <laughs> he can't get licensed anywhere. We don't need to do it here. I can do it wherever. <laughs> yeah, oh so. man, yeah, I love Rocky. I gotta show Rocky to my kids. They're they're being re released on 4K, and uh, there's supposedly a director's cut of Part Four, which takes away the scenes of that stupid robot, Paulie's robot. Oh yeah, that that fucking was thing. like that was. Ugh. But it did have a funny line because Paulie's like, "She loves me," and Rocky's like. Yeah. <laughs> well, it remind. I wonder. If that's where. Did you ever see Howard and Kumar's uh, Christmas movie? Yes. I wonder if that's where they got the idea for Wafflebot. <laughs> Maybe. 
baby. Yeah, Paulie's sitting there and his t- fucking wife beater going, she loves me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Paulie, like, he was just so, uh, that's the one character out of all the series. I just, I just, you don't, you don't, they make it so you don't like him. Yeah. And they kept he it was, going in Rocky Balboa. Yeah, I mean, as soon as, like, he started helping Rocky in Rocky 1, like, when Rocky's fighting Apollo, or was it Rocky 2, where he had, like, the, the suit looking like a pimp with the girl? 2, you I know? think it was 2. Yeah, because he got $3,000 because Rocky... Uh, put no, the meatpacking yeah. place on his... Yeah. yeah. You can make so. money on my name, make it. <laughs> So uh, good stuff, but yeah, like part one, I it just it just it's I don't know, just something about it, old Philly, yeah, you know. running down the Italian market, running up the stairs. Well, you know, it's funny, like someone actually mapped out like where he runs, and if he ran all of that, it's thirty miles. Yeah, it's a little crazy. <laughs> South yeah. Philly is nowhere near that fucking museum. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and then every time I'm looking at like Adrian from like part three and part four, I just think of her character like from the Godfather as she as like the guy like from part two and part three, how Connie was a daddy's girl in part one, but then when Michael took over, she got cruel and sadistic. Yeah, she you know? got her balls out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Well, all right. Let's wrap this up. We're kind of off the horror track, but guess what? Rocky's American Legends. So shut the fuck up, <laughs> guys. This has been the Horror Shed Podcast. We did a special on this serial rapist. Can't call him serial killer because I don't think he had any victims. No. Nope. All right, but this has been the Horror Shed Podcast. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Halloween Horror Shed Podcast.